Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh Chavda by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. We are grateful that as we focus on the Lord's presence, that His presence is with us. And be open for impartation. Be open for the anointing to refresh you, strengthen you, anoint you, commission you. And with that, that with that presence, may you release as Richie was sharing that he could tell people who are Christians and those who are not that the Lord is generous and the anointing comes on people who love his presence and now more than ever we are in a special time and this is what the Bible indicates would be the end times these are the times where the Lord is preparing us soon and very soon for the coming of the Lord. We don't know exactly what day, but the time and the season. And the word indicates that those who love the glory, those who extol Shekinah glory, that the good, the anointed, the blessed will get even more blessed. But those who have drifted far away will need to be careful that we don't drift away even more. And we are being strengthened by the Lord. And in this anointing, we don't want to lift up our fellow believers especially right now. We want to release special blessings on people who really need His presence. So we pray every home in Texas and as a place where they are desperate for heat. I saw pictures where the snow had just accumulated. There was a picture of a family so desperate, so cold. This is one of the coldest winters that Texas has ever experienced. And I, in, uh, I got my education, my undergraduate degree, and my graduate work was in Texas. My first pastoring of the church was in Leveland, Texas. And the people are just wonderful, wonderful, giving, gracious people and very generous hearted. They've started, you will find colleges of all the major denominations. I had the privilege of going to Wayland Baptist University, so it was a lot of the foundational 
training for uh, a Baptist pastor. And in the 70s, I, Bonnie was being educated in that state also. She visited me. She shared in her testimony that she heard that there was a peculiar church and pastor who would pray deliverance. So she came specially for deliverance. And, uh, but, so I met Bonnie there. We got engaged there and then got married there. But all that to say that I have experienced living in Texas and especially in West Texas, it gets very, 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 very cold. And there are no barriers. There are not big mountains or forests. Much of it is plain. And then when the wind blows, there is nothing to obstruct it. So it just blows and blows and it can really, really freeze there. So we want to send the deep, our deepest blessings, intercessions for all those wonderful, precious people there in uh, Texas and other regions that are going through the storm. We want to lift them up, bless them, pray for them. May the Lord help those who are fixing the problem. I was hearing a brief interview with the governor, Governor Abbott, and there are a lot of people who are doing urgently trying to fix the problem, but we need to pray for them. And one of the things that notable, my living there many, many years ago, was how much, how generous hearted those people are. And now that the need, we may we bless them, pray for them. May the God, I think the president also called and asked for FEMA to take, get active, and may that be effective for them. But we want to take a moment to uh, release in this time uh, the prophetic impressions we had about the seven end time churches. And the Lord had a word for each of those churches. And yet they point, pointed out the good that they were doing and also pointed out their weaknesses, things that he considered, that Jesus Christ considered not commendable and they needed to be corrected in that. The only one I need to finish the whole statement on this one. That the only one, as you read, the, the church of Laodicea and pastors have commented on that since way back when the church was founded. But this is the church. It's the seventh church that is mentioned in the book of Revelation specifically, that it's the only one where the Lord has didn't have anything good to mention about them. It was just criticism of things that they needed to correct. But the wonderful thing about the church of Laodicea is they truly receive the correction. And as the years pass, you look at the church 
in the coming days and years, you find that of all the churches that are mentioned there, that the one way that Lord did not have one good thing to point out, but only correction, that they took it seriously, that took it to heart, and were the church that are the strongest, the, one of the best years from now, you find that the Laodicean church has corrected itself and is really a great example. So uh, I wanted to point out that as, you, as we talk, look at just the first the, about the, these letters being sent to the seven churches, one of the things that we do need to take note also here is it says in Revelations 1-3, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand, the time and times. And the Lord points out, even tonight, as you are listening to this word as you listen to the prophetic impressions from Richie, the worship, all of that, that you are receiving a special blessing. The Lord said, especially in the season of the end times, that you are getting supernatural blessing. Something extra is added to you at this time frame in the about the book of Revelations, blessed is he that reads, and that they that receive this word, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. And again, that verse 4, John chapter 1, I mean Revelation chapter 1, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him, which is, which was, which is, which was to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful and true witness. So you are, I didn't want to jump ahead and not point out that however you approach the book of Revelations, as you honor it as a word of, from God, that you and your family are getting supernatural strength. You are getting a blessing that is unique, that God has said you will get this. At the end of times, this is the book of Revelation. And you are blessed if you read it. You are blessed if you hear it. And uh, to all of the churches, and Laodicea, is among them. It was a unique church. And uh, like I said, Jesus at that initial time is he correcting the, all the seven churches. Laodicea it really stands out as a real church that got some of the biggest criticisms. And yet, years from them, they have taken it to heart and corrected and really are an example. Laodicea, a lot of, I mean, this is 2000, almost 2,000 years ago, 
that this was a unique city. It was a banking city, a city where gold was purified. And uh, so very wealthy also because it had a, it had a big banking system for that time frame, very wealthy, and that they had they exported clothing. Specifically, there was a kind of wool that they produced that was uh, very soft, violet, and black wool was its specialty. You couldn't find it most anywhere else. And that's why we find later on, God says, you will be dressed in white. The export is black soft wool. And it also had one of the, Laodicea had one of the significant medical universities. And that it was known all, all over the world for salve, a kind of solution that helped eye diseases. And they produced it in that region. So it, it was a major medical center. Uh, and yet, they'd gotten comfortable in that wealth. And they, they were blessed in that there was no major persecution but they kind of started basking in that and taking it easy. And uh, the Lord points out then in Revelations chapter 3, the previous mentions of the other churches, and then in verse Revelations 3, verse 14 says, And unto the angel of the church of Laodicean, Laodiceans write, These things said the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. The Amen. Jesus is the one he defines as the Amen. And that, by the way, in that day's language, the Amen meant truly or truth. It often says in certain other places in Scripture, verily, verily, I say unto you. That's the interpretation of truth. Amen. And he is mentioned as he is the God of creation and the God of redemption. He goes on, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou art cold or hot. What does it mean? It, it was one of the places where it had very pure water, but it, it came from miles away. By the time it reached Laodicea, it was not cold, and you like, we like, if we are in the middle of the heat, out there in the sun, you would love to have a drink of cold, cold water. But by the time it had reached Laodicea, the water was neither hot or cold. It was lukewarm. And the Lord said, uh, makes me want to vomit. The way you conduct yourself, you have gotten complacent and taking things for granted, laid back. And 
you are not intense like you used to be way back, but your, per, your intensity for the Lord you've lost. So you are neither hot nor cold, just like the water. And <clears throat> it needed purification. And the Lord Jesus said, I would rather that you be hot or cold, passionate for Jesus, or totally negative so you, something can be done. But you don't realize you are in desperate need. Jesus said, you are just like that water. You need to get intense in your affection, in your love for the Lord, for the Holy Spirit, for the work of the Lord. And uh, so the Lord says, you, you make the kind of life you have. Since you have lost that intensity, your, the way you conduct yourself, it makes me want to throw up. And... Uh, And the warning for them is the Lord will spit you out because you are not neither hot nor cold. And he mentioned something about that you, you think you can see, but you are blind. And it's attached to the fact that this was the great city from which this medicine for the eyes was exported uh, I know thy works, verse 15, that thou art neither cold or not, or hot. I would thou were cold or hot. Know thy works, that thou art neither hot or cold. So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold or hot, I will spew you out of my mouth, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy from me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and white with white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyes out, that thou mayest see. So may the, the clothing... I counsel you to buy from me with your zeal, your intensity, and your faith has been tried in fire, and you would be truly rich in the Lord, and you'd be clothed with white, white raiment. And you want to contrast this with the fact that in, in truth, they were exporting this rich, beautiful, black, kind of black colored wool and he says and I wish you would be clothed in the spiritual sense with white raiment and he points out to them listen you cannot buy this from any other agency you come to me I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear. Anoint thine eyes with eyes out, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. This is the, one of the keys that 
lets you get to the truth, I believe, that God did really love them, that it wasn't his criticism for them was heartfelt and it was sincere. It was not meant to hurt them or destroy them. It was to improve and the ability to improve. I'm giving it to you so you better improve. But I'm doing this because I love you, not because I dislike you. And that's the irony of this whole thing is that as you look, that years later, they are the ones who have been the most transformed. They are the ones who have become the most intense. So the correction from the Lord is something that we shouldn't resent and take it in the wrong way, think, well, on Laodicea, no. They were, they were well-meaning, but they had gotten comfortable and at ease, and the Lord wanted to wake them up and may the spirit of revival fall on them. Uh, don't depend on your natural wealth. What is important is the spiritual wealth and then the Jesus' words of correction we see years later that it has taken effect on the church at Laodicea. Goes on. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. And it's good for us at this time while we are filled with some major questions and going to the Lord, most every nation, if they are halfway wise, will be running to the Lord and going before Him and say, Lord, unless you answer in the midst of this COVID virus, so we, we are at the victim, we are at the mercy of this virus, but we are turning to you and getting from you what we need. They've, it's been a, quite a time of questioning in some ways. Many of the, I was reading several uh, analysis of the vaccines now that are being distributed across diff and different names, but we find we do not understand how they work, whether they, they are truly effective or whether they quicken certain dangerous things in our body that would create even more danger, create more uh, of a problem. I mean, I'm, I'm praying each of them, may the Lord make them effective. May they heal people. But right at this time, we do not understand and we don't. I pray God will give us the answer. And I pray every person who sincerely goes, that they will get a solution, they will get healed. But right now we are finding it's the Lord who will do it. I, I'm somewhat in that place where I say, Lord, we thank you for these vaccines, but give us a, 
an answer that we can be depending on. So that I feel like that may come, but we need to have a more clear answer about how effective this thing is. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And <laughs> I noticed here, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And that's it. So what is the Lord saying? He's standing. He's saying, what, what is he doing? Let, better that way. He is coming to the door. He stands at the door. And he is doing... He is not saying anything. He is just knocking. And yet, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So God, I believe God is the great I am that I am. He is right now. And together as a community, we send intercession. We pray the glory will touch every family that's in need. We bind every kind of spirit of fraud, of division, of accusation, and there are even certain agencies that you wonder, I'm not giving you definite answers, but you wonder whether it's being done for profit, whether we are getting the correct analysis, that's all of that drives us to the presence of the Lord. And that's the big point I want to make, is that the church at Laodicea received all the correction it needed. And at this time, I pray, Lord, whatever points you want us to note in your presence, we want to hear your knock. Behold, you stand at the door and knock. And we want to hear so we can let you in. Be with us. And may your anointing be powerful. May it be mighty to heal. We appreciate, Lord, at this time. We want to draw near to the presence of the Lord as the Lord himself has said. This is so all the seven churches are getting impressions from the Lord himself. And in the, one of the richest places, he really lets them have it. And yet, wonderful news is that they receive all the correction and have made the adjustment. So we, I just want us to, for a moment, just pray that we will receive what he has for us. Father, help us discern what the voice of the Lord is saying to us. 
And we want to receive your correction, Father. Thank you. Let your glory be over us. Let Shekinah glory come over us. Thank you, Father, that we can trust your voice. And let your presence adjust our temperature. We would rather be hot or cold, but not lukewarm. So we say, come, Holy Spirit, guide us, anoint us, come in and sup with us. And give us the answers in the coming days. In your presence is fullness of joy. Thank you, Father. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the great Amen. In the name of Yeshua, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, as there's been this adjustment in our administration, Lord, your presence will watch over our children, watch our families, those who need restoration in their businesses, those who need just simply need jobs or promotions. Father, we look to you as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Thank you for your Shekinah glory. Thank you for your presence. Tonight, as there are people who need healing for themselves or their families, Take them in your arms, Lord. Let the great I am touch each and every family. Miracle touches are coming over us through your name, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh Jabda, visit us at jabdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.